BakerBots LLP provides podcasts for educational purposes only. They are not legal advice and are not intended to establish an attorney-client relationship. This communication may constitute attorney advertising. Hello and welcome to the Environmental Evolutions Podcast, where we explore the changing landscape of environmental law and policy. I'm your host, Megan Burge, and today I'm excited to reintroduce you to my partner, Sterling Marchand. He joined us last year for a Fast Facts episode on the SEC's proposed climate disclosure regulation. I'm thrilled to announce that Sterling has launched his own podcast. Lawful Influence pulls back the curtain on legal issues in the world of campaign finance and lobbying as there's no escaping the political influences that impact companies' bottom line. Prior to joining BakerBots, Sterling spent seven years on the Hill as a policy advisor to the House Committee on Homeland Security, becoming intimately familiar with the evolving ethics rules applicable to the legislative branch. And while serving as a resource for committee staff, he learned firsthand how businesses need to legally share their perspectives with political decision makers. If lawful influence sounds like something you might be interested in, keep listening, because this episode of Environmental Evolutions is a drop featuring the inaugural episode of Lawful Influence. Hello, welcome to the Lawful Influence podcast, where we pull back the curtain on legal issues in the world of campaign finance and lobbying. I'm your host, Sterling Marchand, coming to you from the center of politics, Washington, D.C. I'm a litigation partner here at Baker Botts, but prior to Baker Botts, I worked on the Hill as a policy advisor to the House Committee on Homeland Security. During that time, I was lobbied by a number of lobbyists and became intimately familiar with the evolving ethics rules applicable to the legislative branch. I served as a resource for committee staff on those issues. And during those seven years, I learned firsthand how impacted businesses want and need to share their perspectives with decision makers in Washington, D.C., So since coming to Baker Botts, I've used that experience on the Hill to help clients, where I've handled a variety of complex litigation and white-collar matters, both in the courtroom and as part of internal investigations and compliance reviews. In that capacity, I've done everything from answering one-off questions to drafting political compliance programs to providing training to all levels of management. Now, most of these clients are corporations, but there are also a number of trade associations and partnerships and individuals, and they cross a wide variety of industries. But really, this podcast is for anyone in any industry because there's no escaping the political influences that are impacting your bottom line. While I counsel a wide variety of folks, they all really have one thing in common, and that's that they recognize that there is a strategic benefit to participating in certain political activity. They also share a recognition that there are risks, both legal and reputational. So my job is really to help clients find ways to engage in the political process in a way that suits them, but also in a way that adheres to federal and state rules that cover the behavior. 
It really comes down to if you want to interact with a political official in any way, what are the restrictions and what are the disclosure requirements around that interaction? How can you make your position known to those who matter in a legal way? That's lawful influence. And what does that include? It's answering questions on campaign finance like, how do I set up and run a political action committee or a PAC for my company so that we can make political contributions? Who can I solicit for contributions once that PAC is set up? How often can I ask for money? How much can they give? How much can my PAC give to candidates? And can corporate funds be used? And if so, for what? What records do I need to keep? What disclosures need to be made? How often and to whom? While we think of elections as an individual activity, companies are increasingly engaged in encouraging and facilitating voting through voter registration drives, holding candidate town halls, or even publishing issue guides. Additionally, a company may consider whether they can go even further in supporting or opposing specific candidates. Your company may be asking, can we buy a public ad taking a position supporting a specific candidate in an election? What disclosures are required if we do? What if your company only communicates its support to its employees? All of these efforts are subject to federal requirements and restrictions and a dizzying array of state regulations as well. But lawful influence is not just about money, even though that's a really big part of it. Lawful influence includes lobbying as well, the way that companies can influence policy and decisions as they're being made. A company needs to understand how they can interact with local officials and not run afoul of these rules. The truth is that any interaction with a government official may also be subject to ethical restrictions, offering gifts, food, travel, entertainment for any purpose, all are subject to varying federal and state prohibition or disclosure requirements. Does it vary based on whether it's a federal official or a state official? Here's a hint, it does. What are the restrictions on a lobbyist? How should I track my time and expenses? What disclosures have to be made? And what if I don't want anyone lobbying? How do I ensure that? Finally, what implications does lobbying have on government contracts or applying for federal grants? These are the types of questions and issues that I frequently deal with and that this podcast will explore. And as we do so, we are going to talk a lot about disclosure because the name of the game in political law compliance is transparency. That's the legal requirement for much of this activity because at the end of the day, what we're talking about is a balancing act. Protecting democratic institutions from illegal behavior like bribery while ensuring that First Amendment rights to freedom of speech are not restricted. That balance comes from requiring that any political interactions be disclosed and transparent to the public so that the public can hold officials accountable. But there's also the transparency that a company should consider from a reputational standpoint. Many companies go beyond the minimum legally required disclosures and are transparent about all of their political spending because the reality is that the companies themselves are also now being held accountable for their political activity 
by a number of stakeholders, including customers, investors, employees, and public officials. That brings us to why you should care about lawful influence and why I hope you'll listen. First, for those of you already engaged in the political process, the landscape for political activity is hardly stagnant. State political laws are changing constantly, and the differences between states are growing. Some states are reducing the barriers for corporate political activity, while others are adding restrictions and disclosure requirements. In 2022, the Federal Election Commission reported the highest total penalty amount of closed enforcement matters in over a decade, and 2023 is on track to be higher. The past few years has also seen an increase in the Department of Justice investigating criminal cases based on illegal lobbying or the Foreign Agents Registration Act. As recent headlines demonstrate, DOJ is using traditional wire fraud statutes to pursue violations of campaign finance laws. From where I sit, I see an intersection between these two worlds, political and election law on the one hand, and more traditional white-collar compliance. It's not just politicians and campaigns who get caught up in violations. Private companies are subject to civil and criminal exposure for illegal campaign payments, using PACs to hide money transfers, or simply failing to disclose on the right schedule. The truth is that the greater polarized world of politics has resulted in higher scrutiny on all who are a part of it. Now, you may not be involved in politics, and you may be saying, I want nothing to do with politics. We don't lobby. We don't interact with officials. We don't want to raise money for campaigns. And if that's really you, there's still something to be learned. Because if you're not engaged in the political process and you want your company to remain outside it, then you need to understand where the lines are drawn and those lines are constantly shifting. But my guess is that for most, if you don't currently engage in some form of political activity, you're considering it or you should be. And if that's you, you need to weigh the costs and benefits of doing so. You need to understand how entering this arena is going to affect your bottom line, both positively and negatively. More and more companies cannot sit idly by. Yes, there's the public pressure, internal pressure, and market pressure to engage on political issues. But elections, especially state elections, now have a disproportionate impact on businesses as national politics shift to local battlegrounds. For example, in Florida, the legislature recently passed laws making it more difficult for certain specific businesses to continue doing business as usual in that state in response to those executives speaking out against Florida laws on social and education issues. And I'm not picking on one side of the aisle over the other. That activity in the political realm is impacting the way that these companies do business, not on a nationwide level, but in individual states across the country. In other words, we all know that elections matter, and now we're recognizing that they impact not only individuals, but companies.
So most companies need to at least consider these risks and then consider what, if anything, they want or can do to mitigate them. Often, that means entering the political process through policy advocacy or through money, and that's lobbying and campaign finance. To do so lawfully is what this podcast is all about, because the rules can be complicated, confusing, and they can differ from federal to state to state. So there's a lot to dig into. And in my time over the years, I've picked up a lot of best practices and potential risks, and I want to share those with you. And so in the coming episodes, I'm going to provide you with tips and common pitfalls for companies that are engaged in campaign finance, in lobbying, in hosting local political officials. And we're also going to cover breaking news as it happens, not just at the federal level, but watching state trends as well. We'll also include guests with different backgrounds and perspectives to discuss challenges of managing corporate political compliance and to share insight into what they're seeing on the ground. So whether you're a company's compliance official, in public affairs, a lobbyist, or a treasurer at a PAC, I think you'll find something helpful and interesting. Thank you for joining me on this inaugural podcast. If you have follow-up questions on this or want to know more, my contact information is in the episode notes. Until next time, I'm Sterling Marchand. Thank you for listening to Sterling's new podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, don't forget to subscribe. It's available just about everywhere, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and even on the firm's website. We'll be back to our regularly scheduled programming in the next episode. Thank you for listening to this BakerBots podcast. BakerBots has the experience, knowledge, and people to solve our clients' most significant legal issues. For more information on BakerBots practices, please visit us at bakerbots.com. This presentation is provided by BakerBots LLP for educational and informational purposes only. It is not legal advice and is not intended to establish an attorney-client relationship. Under the rules of certain jurisdictions, this communication may constitute attorney advertising.